Hi everyone, this is Libby and I'm going to be looking at transport in cells and specifically diffusion in this episode. So diffusion is the net movement of particles from an area of higher concentration to an area of lower concentration. It describes the movement of particles in fluids, liquids and gases. Substances can move in and out of cells across cell membranes via diffusion. For example, urea is a waste product that moves out of cells and into the blood to be excreted by the kidneys. So we know now that urea is a waste product of cells which diffuses out of cells and into the blood for excretion by the kidneys. So let's just recap on what we've just learned. We know that diffusion is the net movement of particles from an area of higher concentration. So they're moving down their concentration gradient. So what are the factors which can affect diffusion? The rate of diffusion can be sped up or slowed down based on the following factors. The first of these is temperature. The higher the temperature, the faster the rate of diffusion. The second is concentration gradient. The concentration gradient is linked to the difference in concentration between two areas. The bigger the difference in concentration between two areas, the greater the concentration gradient and the faster the rate of diffusion. And finally, membrane surface area. The larger the surface area of the membrane that a substance is diffusing through, for example, the membrane around a cell, the faster the rate of diffusion. This is quite easy to understand as it's simply that there's more space for all the particles to go through, so they'll go through more quickly. So to recap, we know that what the factors are temperature, membrane surface area, and the size of the concentration gradient. Just recapping that again. So surface area to volume ratio. Small organisms normally have higher surface area to volume ratios than large organisms. This means that diffusion can happen through a large area in small organisms. This makes diffusion useful for transporting molecules through a small organism. Multicellular organisms need a transport system with specialised surfaces to exchange molecules as their cells are too far from the external environment. So just to consider what this surface area to volume ratio means, especially when we're talking about how small organisms have a higher one, you can use uh, an example of cubes to help us understand this. So if we have one cube, we know that that cube is made up of six squares on its surface but, it's, um, but it contains the volume of one cube. So its surface area is six squares and its volume is one cube. Now, if we're gonna change this, so we have a, a cube made up of eight cubes. Each cube has a six surfaces and when these are combined, the total surface is 24 squares, but it's only made up of eight cubes. So the ratio of cubes to the squares that make up its face or its surface area is three to one. Whereas before, when we only had one cube, the ratio of surface area to volume was six to one. So this ratio is getting smaller as we're adding more cubes. Then if we increase this to 27 cubes, we have 27 cubes and all the different faces that make up the surface area becomes to 54. And this ratio of the surface area to the volume is two to one. So again, the surface area to volume ratio is getting smaller. And this explains why a small organism, for example, the one cube organism, has a high surface area to volume ratio, 
whereas the large organism, for example with the 27 cubes, has a small surface area to volume ratio. Okay, so this, now I'm going to sort of talk it through in a little bit more detail. So a cube with three centimeter sides will have a volume of 27 centimeters cubed and a surface area of 54 centimeters squared. So the surface area to volume ratio will be two to one. A cube of one centimeter sides will have a volume of one centimeter cubed and a surface area of six centimeters squared. The surface area to volume ratio will be six to one. And a cube of two centimeter sides will have a volume of eight centimeters cubed and a surface area of 24 centimeters squared. And the surface area to volume ratio will be three to one. So this just sort of reiterates what I've just said about the surface area to volume ratio. So just to finally summarize, we know that small organisms normally have a higher surface area to volume ratio. And this makes diffusion useful for transporting molecules through a small organism. An example where we can think about diffusion in maybe a more applicable context would be how when you spray a perfume, the smell diffuses across the room from the high concentration where you just sprayed it, the bottle, to a low concentration, the other side of the room. So if the rate of diffusion, if the concentration got steeper between um, an area of high concentration and low concentration and the temperature rose, then we would find that the rate of diffusion would increase. So to consider a potential exam question that could come up in this topic, surface area and size are important factors in an organism's survival in a hot or cold environments. How else are organisms adapted to regulate body temperature? So if we want to think about other topics which the GCSE course cover, we know that homeostasis keeps the body in balance. When it gets too cold, your body changes to keep you warm by making you shiver and by moving blood from your outer limbs to your torso to protect your organs. If you want to look at a question and more topics that are covered in homeostasis, then there will be another episode on this for you to listen in more detail. So now we can just sort of visualize this. We know that carbon dioxide and urea can move in and out of cells across cell membranes via the process of diffusion. So this is a good example of diffusion. Carbon dioxide diffuses from the bloodstream, where there'll be a high concentration, into the lungs, where there will be a low concentration during cell respiration. Oxygen diffuses from the lungs and into the bloodstream. Respiration is a process that uses oxygen and produces carbon dioxide. And now to consider the example of urea. Urea is a waste product of cells and it diffuses from the cells and into the blood where there will be a low concentration of urea for excretion by the kidneys. So we know that single-celled organisms rely on diffusion alone and so bacteria do, whereas multi-celled and large animals require exchange pathways in order for this to happen because as we've just discussed, we know that they have a small surface area to volume ratio. So that brings the topic of diffusion to a close. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks very much for listening. If you found this episode useful and want to learn two times faster for free, head over to SenecaLearning.com or click the link in the bio to revise all your exam subjects for free.